Well, today is a mailbag edition of New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program. We got three great questions coming your way, plus a little legalese of the day, and we'll talk a little holidays as well as we approach Christmas time. So glad you're here. Let's get started. This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Glad to have you back on the podcast. I am Ben George with Ted Alatsis. He is an attorney at the Alatsis Law Firm there in Brooklyn, New York. You can find him online at alatsislawfirm.com. Ted, great to talk to you again. I know we are approaching the holidays, actually the last episode of the podcast for the year, which has been uh, it's been a quick year, as always. It always seems mm-hmm. to fly by. But the holidays approaching. What do you guys have planned? Anything big uh, that you do for Christmas? Any family traditions? So we, we tend to have everyone over for Christmas at our house, and so we're, we're planning on doing that again this year and um, haven't really gone through the menu yet, but uh, we, we like to get together and, and see people we haven't seen and you know, see family members we haven't seen in a while and kind of catch up and see how all the kids have grown and you know kind of you know exchange presents and and do you know and and have a good time so yeah that's that's our that's our plan that's our it's been our tradition we're gonna keep that going do you change up the menu from year to year do you stick to the same uh kind of christmas dishes i I don't think we've done the same menu twice yet oh wow we've been doing it for 25 years so we do a different menu every year well that's incredible I know most families, I know ours always kind of had the same thing every year. So I guess it took a lot of the, the pl- thinking and planning out of it, but that's pretty cool that you, you do it that, that way. It's, uh, this yeah, we, we, we try to be a little creative. So I love it. I'm sure it's a great time. And I'm sure the food is tremendous as, uh, as we always like to enjoy Greek food uh, ourselves. So we wish you the best, Ted, and, and hope you enjoy some time with, with the family over the next uh, couple of weeks and, and gear up for the new year. So we're also glad that, uh, that you're with us here on the podcast as well. We got a good show for you. As I mentioned, we'll dive into the mailbag, answer a few questions that have come in and would love to hear from you. If you have questions for Ted, you can always drop them in at alatsislawfirm.com or if you prefer just to speak to him directly and kind of get into more detail, you can do that by calling 718-233-2903. But let's begin first with the legalese of the day. We do this to kind of drop in on a word or two that, you know, maybe you've heard before or, you know, kind of familiar with but aren't quite sure. Today's legalese, Ted, is HIPAA. Can you explain that one for us? Yeah. So so HIPAA is um, the acronym is the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. It uh, was written in 1996 and was designed to basically secure the um, you know medical secrets of, of patients and uh, secure their confidentiality. And so, you know, it requires very specific authorizations and uh, consent so that information can be shared between uh, doctors and and third parties and whomever. So um, that that's what that's what HIPAA is, uh, the, the act itself. And this is a great, obviously, it was a great, it's great for privacy, right? That's that's the big thing. But this can create some problems in your business, right, With for families that, you know, especially when their child becomes an adult at just 18 years old, all of a sudden they don't have the access to a lot of the medical records and stuff, right? That's exactly right. And so and so it's very important to have, you know, documents that provide authorization that are HIPAA compliant so that they have, you know, the appropriate notice and the appropriate uh, documentation, authorization, um, specificity so that, um, you know, if a parent, you know, is involved in in trying to make sure that a child who's over the age of 18 um, gets appropriate medical care, they can get that information. Um, 
So yeah, the HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA can be complicated and it can be a complication. Um, so we try to make sure that, you know, when we draw up our documents, we have, you know, HIPAA compliant documents. Okay. Very good. That's our legalese of the day. Let's jump into our mailbag. Now we got a few questions to, uh, address here today. Ted, let's start off with one from Lucas. He says, my brother is never going to get married or have any children. So there's no one that really counts on him for support. Does he need an estate plan? Lucas, that's a great question. Um, and the, the short answer is, Yes, he does need an estate plan because uh, heaven forbid something should happen to him. And, uh, you know, he's he's uh, incapacitated. Now he needs certain business affairs taken care of and he doesn't have a power of attorney or he needs someone to make medical decisions for himself. He doesn't have uh, someone to do that. Or frankly, yes, he doesn't have children. He doesn't have anyone who necessarily depends on him. But if he were to pass away and um, he have an, uh, you know, an estate with assets and whatnot, there there are people who are going to you know, inherit by way of intestate succession. And so, you know, that there could be complications there and it might not be something that he wants to necessarily, you know, create for his family. So yes, I, a short answer is Lucas, uh, the, your, your brother should definitely have an estate plan and you know, it, 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 ha- it should have some specificity so that it reflects what he wants to happen with everything that he's accumulated and what he wants to you know happen with things while he's alive and, and incapable of doing it for himself. Yeah, that, I guess everybody just kind of thinks, oh, I don't, I don't have anybody to worry about taking care of, so I don't need to worry about planning too much for it. But like you mentioned, decision makers are important and probably going to have a decent amount of assets. And I think it's always a good reminder that even if you don't have an official estate plan that you sat down and worked on, the state has one for you, don't they? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and you know, as a result of that estate plan, people who you may not necessarily want to get what you, what you have are going to get it. Um, so, you know, making sure that, you know, you, you're at least you know, clear in what your intentions are is a, is a very important thing. All right. Thank you for that question, Lucas. Let's take this one from Scarlett next. My husband and I want to help out our adult children with gifts while we are still alive. However, I don't want to be unfair. We will most likely help one child out more than the others. So what can we do in our plan to make sure the other children do not get jealous? <laughs> well, uh, there's that. And we've talked about this before. It's like, what what is fair, right? So, you know, fair is what's in the eye of the beholder. So a lot of times people think that, well, if you have four kids, dividing everything four ways is fair. Well, that may be true, but maybe one kid has been taking care of you for your entire life and the other three haven't known you from, you know, for 25 years or haven't seen you for 25 years, right? So so fair is what you want it to be. Um, now, you know, one thing you can certainly do is you can spell out and be very specific in your estate plan, you know, why it is you've done certain things in your estate plan. And that's one way to kind of uh, solve some of this um, this concern you may have about the chil- the other children getting jealous. But the other thing that I, I think is very important is communication and and communicating with uh, with them while they're alive, so they understand you know what your thinking is behind certain things, and and making sure that uh, at least they understand uh, the reason you're doing it. They may not they st- they may still get jealous, they may still get upset, but maybe you know the clar- the clarity would be something that that helps in that scenario. But so those are the two most important things. Just be very specific and intentional with what you do in your estate plan and then, you know, be communicating, you know, clearly with your uh, children, uh, you know, while while you're alive so that they understand what you're doing. Just curious, do do a lot of uh, parents try to help their adult children while they're alive like this? Like, is that an approach that most people take or is it more common to just leave everything, uh, you know, in their estate? Yeah, sure. So 
you know, the the economic climate is such that, um, yeah, it's, it's getting harder, uh, certainly for, you know, people to manage uh, the cost of living. And so, yeah, you do see a lot of of that situation where, you know, the older generation is still helping the the younger generation. Um, so it does happen. Um, and then, and, you know, look, there's there's no real negative to doing it unless, you know, if you have the assets and you have the ability and the wherewithal to do it. Why necessarily should you wait until you're gone to help people, you know, when you can help them while they're alive, right? While you're alive and, and, you know, appreciate that while you're doing it. So, um, so it is, it is something, something that's, you know, more common, I think, in the last decade than it was when I first started practicing. Um, but, um, yeah, it's very common. Absolutely. And, and this is something you need to, you know, account for. All right. Thank you, Scarlett. How about one last question from Gerald? He says, we moved recently to a new state. We found someone to rent our old house, so we're not going to sell it right away. Is there anything we need to adjust with our estate plan? And also, did we just start a rental business on accident? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, that's a great question, Gerald. So a couple of things. Yeah, certainly you want to look at your estate plan and make sure that uh, you provide for, you know, the ability to collect rent and the ability to deal with that in your estate plan and where it goes and, and um, you know, things of that nature. You also want to make sure that, you know, your asset is protected and your assets are protected. So you may want to consider, you know, the type of structure that you have for ownership of that, uh, of that home and, you know, whether it's in a trust or, or will, you know, or you're planning on leaving it in a will. So there's lots of things you want to do there as well. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if you started on accident, but you've hmm. certainly created a revenue stream that needs to be dealt with both, you know, on your, on your tax returns and uh, as well as in your estate plan. So, you know, so there are lots of things that you need to consider when you're doing it, but it's something that is, you know, very manageable if you're, if, if you just take the time to, uh, to modify your estate plan accordingly. All right. Great question, Gerald. We appreciate that. And thank you, Lucas and Scarlett as well. If you have questions for us, we'd love to uh, take them here on the show and address them and maybe help somebody else out along the way as well. You can send them in at latsislawfirm.com. But always remember, you can get into your detail of your situation a little bit more, which Ted will always be able to help you out uh, better with more detail than we get here on the show with these questions. So just give them a call, 718-233-2903. Also, you can schedule a consultation through the website as well at alatsislawfirm.com. All right, Ted, we will get out of here. Uh, closing out the year, it's been a great one. Thank you for uh, a great year. Uh, enjoyed working with you throughout this year and look ahead, looking forward to 2024. Absolutely. Have a happy and a healthy uh, holiday season and uh, look forward to talking with you in the new year. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.